PlayStation Chat listeners and subscribers. Today we have managed to secure with Matt Gilgenback of 24 Cat Games to tell us about his up-and-coming PSN title Retrograde. So hello there, Matt. Hello. How are you? I'm doing quite well, and you? Yeah, yeah, we're right. We're right, son. We are. Um, so, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Well, uh, my name is Matt Gilgenback. Uh, I am one of the two uh, founders of 24 character games. Uh, we're an independent developer in uh, California. About, I think, over six years of video game experience. I've worked for Heavy Iron Studios, High Impact, and now I'm trying the independent thing uh, when with 24 character games. Excellent, excellent. And uh, could you tell us a bit about Retrograde? So Retrograde is a unique new uh, title coming to PlayStation Network. Basically, the story is, at the beginning of the game, you play as Rick Rocket, and you just finished saving the universe. And so you're about to get your congratulatory kiss from the famous space princess. (laughs) But... Uh, unfortunately, all the damage you caused to the enemy ships have caused a temporal anomaly, un- excuse me, anomaly, <laughs> causing Typical. time to run in reverse. So now, in order to protect the health of the space-time continuum, you have to undo your actions exactly as, as they were done in the forward battle. Now that time is going in reverse. Very, very interesting. Yes, yeah. that sounds like a very groundbreaking idea. There, and. Well, thank- <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh, did you have any uh, trouble sort of getting that idea out into the public and getting the critical acclamation that you have done so far? Well, it's uh, it's a tricky title because uh, explaining to people what you do and the premise gets really confusing, and it's something that you don't really understand until you play. So we haven't had a lot of opportunities, although we've done. Uh, a public demo for the IGF Audience Award, as well as uh, it's still up on Steam, although it's a very, very old build at this point. Uh-huh. But uh, luckily, we've been very fortunate that the uh, Independent Games Festival took their time to play it and really get a feel for it, and uh, it was very well received. We were nominated for two awards, Excellence in Audio and Excellence in Design. So it, we've been very fortunate that the people who have played it has identified it as something really special. Okay, well that's brilliant. And let's talk about the audio quickly. Uh, the soundtrack's quite unique, and it's produced by Nautilus, I think, is it? Yeah, Nautilus. Uh, he's a Texan musician. Uh, he recorded uh, some amazing albums uh, on a British record label Planet Mew. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Uh, right. With them. But... Uh, like uh, his music has been uh, one of you know my favorite CDs. Are you an Axolotl or something like that? Is just a groundbreaking album that I listen to all the time. And so I struck up a correspondence with him a number of years ago, and he said, "Oh, I'd be really interested in doing game music." And so finally, when we started Twenty Four Carat, and we we're looking for. Uh, you know, a very unique, a very uh, cool-sounding game for our rhythm, or cool-sounding music for our rhythm game, I contacted him and said, hey, you know, do you have time? Is this something you'd like to do? And so he's been uh, working with us very closely and has been putting an amazing amount of effort into really uh, pushing 
the audio uh, for our title. Being a game that's so centred on the music, are the levels um, randomly generated, or did they have to be made indiv- individually to get it to match the music? Um, well, we tossed around the idea of randomly generated uh, music, but or sorry, not music, uh, levels, gameplay, but uh, basically in order to ensure that when you play it, it's the most fun, we uh, are basically setting up the patterns in advance in order to make the most fun. Because the problem is with the random pattern, maybe sometimes it'll be really good, maybe sometimes it won't be as good. So we decided we'd uh, make the, the patterns by hand to ensure a really excellent, fun experience for gamers. Were there any issues that you had in, uh, in early development or development in general so far with Retrograde? Well, every game uh, faces issues. I think the main issue is just how difficult it is to make a uh, hopefully you know, AAA-style PSN uh, title with just two full-time developers. Uh, the company is uh, myself and Justin Wilder, uh, best programmer I've ever worked with uh, <laughs> in history. And so I, I uh, foolishly convinced him, or, or rather, I intelligently convinced him to of join course. my chaotic uh, efforts <laughs> of game development, and he foolishly went along with me. Um, <laughs> So uh, it's basically the company is the two of us, and we've been, you know, calling in as many favors from friends as we possibly can, and uh, contracting some uh, artwork uh, from various uh, people in studios. So uh, it's definitely been uh, quite an adventure uh, trying to put this game together, and certainly uh, we we have quite a ways to go. We're not there yet. So um, we've been sent some questions from the community. Um, so first of all, Che has asked, is the PlayStation hard to develop for, as everybody says it is? Well, uh, of course, it's always a matter of opinion. And um, the PlayStation is a very powerful platform, but I think it was uh, Kaz Harai was saying, basically their philosophy was... If it's a bit challenging, then over the 10-year life cycle, people will be able to unlock uh, more and more power from it. And so certainly because of its very unique architecture, it does have a steeper learning curve than something uh, basically with more straightforward hardware like a PC or Xbox 360. Uh, However, (laughs) however you can basically do a lot of really unique things... Uh, if you take the time to very carefully learn the hardware and all the tricks you can do with it. So uh, it, it is a bit of a double-edged sword. It's a steep learning curve, but there's a lot of really cool things you can do with it. Bugs1 asks, how different is PSN title development to disc-bound games? Well, the uh, really amazing part about PSN development is that Sony uh, has now created a program such that developers can self-publish their game. So 24 Karat Games is actually a licensed PlayStation 3 developer, similar to, or sorry, 
We are a licensed PlayStation 3 developer, but what I meant to say is license, licensed <laughs> PlayStation 3 publisher. So right. similar to Activision or whatever, we have the same agreement for publishing software on the Sony platform. So the advantage of, of PSN and something very different than my experience doing discbound games is that now we're in control. We are the publishers. So we don't, bas- we don't have to listen to anyone else. We don't have to meet anyone else's schedule. Uh, basically, we can take the time uh, that we want to do the game right. Okay. So it's, it's a very unique experience for me uh, personally, and that's one of the exciting things about a PlayStation Network is, is basically we're in control of the content. Obviously, PlayStation uh, has limits on what they uh, you know, want on their platform. They have standards, but uh, it's a very sort of open experience for us. We have a lot of flexibility in making the game that we want to make, which is very empowering uh, for the developer. And you said you have the same uh, agreement as Activision. Uh, does that mean that if you wanted to, you could make a, a, a Blu-ray title? Um, that's a good question. Maybe I didn't. Uh, I don't remember the agreement clearly. Um, but I imagine uh, we could go through the steps to try. Uh, the problem is if we were to self-publish. A Blu-ray title, we would need, you know, connections with manufacturing, retail, et cetera, et cetera, which uh, for a two-person company yeah, it's is a bit much. way out of our league. So I think we technically could, but I think it would be uh, extremely difficult uh, yeah. for us. Uh, maybe we could get, like, one copy of the game. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, just the the complexity and and uh, you know retail channels and all that uh, certainly that's not something we're considering um, although it may be an option. I don't blame you really. <laughs> so um, one of the things I was wondering is um, I know you don't want to talk about online, but would there be possibility to score chase with your people oh. on your list or your friends? Yeah, list? definitely. Uh, we have a, a sort of a score attack mode basically, that, that sort of uh, evens the playing field. Uh, in the main campaign mode, we have a lot of uh, power-ups and a lot of uh, different things that um, are, are fun and sort of the, the shooter elements um, uh, uh, sort of migrating the rest of the game, whereas with the score attack mode, it's more for the rhythm game purists who just want to fight the scores. So basically, no power-ups, it's, uh, well, I mean, you still get to use a time-reversing mechanic because that's a, a big mechanic in our game where basically you can undo a mistake and try again. But besides that, it's basically straightforward uh, rhythm-based gameplay um, and all the, the cool power-ups and stuff and items and things you can use in uh, the campaign mode won't be available, so it, it'll be an even playing field to to compare score. There's no randomness. 
Okay. Uh, Zippy Patrick says he's been doing a little research on the game and has seen it described as a hybrid between a rhythm game and a shooter. Do you think this is a faithful description and does the game have any comparisons to Everyday Shooter released in 2007 on the PSN and PC? I think I think it's definitely a fair uh, description. The only thing and, and sort of the difference... Um, between uh, our game and Everyday Shooter is ours is more of a rhythm game incorporating shooter elements, whereas Everyday Shooter, in my opinion, is more of a shooter game incorporating some rhythm elements. So it's sort of in the same hybrid category, but it's at the opposite ends of the hybrid spectrum, if that makes any sense. Titch asks, how helpful was Sony in giving support to an indie PSN title developer? Uh, they were absolutely amazing. It's it's really been an extremely positive experience, which, uh, from an indie developer's perspective, it's really tough. No one really takes you seriously, especially at the moment with the big economic downturn and publishers are sort of reducing their portfolio in terms of number of games released. It's very easy to get lost in the shuffle, but the uh, PlayStation... Um, uh, like corporate, uh, the people at Sony Foster City has been amazing to work with and extremely supportive and helpful for an independent developer, which is extremely refreshing because being so small, it's it's very difficult to be taken seriously regardless of the quality of the title you're developing. And so Sony has been great in that they've notice we have a really quality product and then they've been helping us along the way get that product out on their platform. Yeah, um, speaking of, of quality, um, looking at the, the pictures on the internet, the art style looks, it looks quite unique, but it also looks amazing. Um, was there, was there well, any ideas you. that you had for that before when you were first thinking about the, the title? Well, um, Actually, uh, it, it's kind of a funny story in that um, uh, we we were unable to put probably like adequate uh, research time into coming up with an art style because basically the the development history of Retrograde is um, we were working on a demo to pitch to publishers with you know, fancy next gen graphics and everything and. Um, then the we we started the company July last year, and so then business was booming. The game industry was growing. We thought we'd have no problems uh, getting a contract, but then the uh, economy crashed, and then the game industry sort of looked at their business models and basically said, "Hey, you know, we have this business model where our budgets are growing exponentially, but the market is only growing linearly." So. Basically, they they said, hey, you know, we're not really being as profitable as we could be. We really have to think about how we're spending our money and reduce the number of titles because we're cannibalizing our own sales, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, um, while I feel that, that the game industry sort of downturn is not really related to the economy uh, since... Um, Video games, to some extent, in my opinion, are recession-proof, but their business model, you know, is sort of a wake-up call, in my my opinion. That's sort of my take on the whole thing. 
unfortunately for us, um, that's uh, made it very difficult to to get anything from a publisher. So we decided to self-publish. So at the time, we were working with an artist, Jeff Parrott, um, and so it was just the three of us. And so we basically said, well, there's three of us. If, if we wanted to make something that we could afford to self-publish, what sort of, how would we sort of have to cut the scope? And so basically the demo idea we were doing probably would have been significantly too expensive for us to self-fund. So we wanted to come up with something um, that maybe isn't as large in scope but makes up for it in originality, which is why we um, decided to do retrograde because it was sort of a unique and clever idea. And um, so basically... I, you know, this was, I think, mid-September that I said, okay, let's start over. Obviously, we built up uh, some tech, but basically I said, let's start over and um, let's try and get in the IGF. Now, the IGF deadline was (laughs) November 1st, so basically we spent a month and a half on the original (laughs) demo working like mad trying to get the game um together and so we didn't have a lot of back and forth uh, in terms of discussion on the art style what would meet the gameplay needs the best it was sort of like crap we really have to get something in as soon as possible so basically Jeff Parrott our our artist um, and he's still been helping out uh, with the company although he has uh, uh, he's actually teaching at Full Sail uh, in Florida a video game school Um, but Basically, he said, hey, it'd be neat, you know, since it's the retro feel to go with sort of a toy rocket look. So he got a bunch of reference art of, like, toy rockets from the 50s and stuff. And so that was sort of our our art style. Um, And so we just sort of luckily stumbled on something uh, that, that was visually appealing. And certainly, now that we have more time, we're trying to refine it and improve it. So uh, certainly... Well, the game isn't going to look totally different, but hopefully we can take it to the next level and make it uh, work and look even better. Uh, we have one final question, and that's from Bren Raw, and he asks, after Retrograde, what are 24-cat games' next task? I wish I knew. Uh, <laughs> certainly, uh, there are so many options. Being an indie game developer, it's very refreshing normally uh, if you're working at... Um, a regular game developer, the people running the studio have another project lined up uh, right after. Uh, we do not have another project lined up. Really, it depends on the reception of Retrograde, what, what sort of deals are available in terms of business, what we feel like doing, if we have any great inspiration. So it's, it's kind of nice not knowing what you're going to do. Kind of scary, but it's kind of nice because the world is your oyster. We have so much flexibility in that this is our company and, and we get to make the decisions. Well, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. We wish you all the very best with your, with your title. It's by no means an easy feat, especially as there are only a few of you working on it. And it's due out next year at some point, I think. Yes. Yes, some point next year. It's it's uh, we have a when it's done philosophy, so uh, it's <laughs> difficult to give specifics. Well, we very much look forward to it, and uh, and thank you very much for joining us.
Thank you for giving me this opportunity. It's been a pleasure. Mine too.